Hey, everybody, you are listening to The Sharpen Podcast, episode number three. Today, we have on Maria Montgomery Record, and she's going to talk to us about personal branding. So let's get started. Hey, everyone, Kirby Green here. You are listening to The Sharpen Podcast. It's the podcast for young professionals. Today, we have on guest Maria Montgomery Record. And in honor of the Derby this past weekend, I am happy to say that she is a Kentucky Triple Crown winner. And what I mean by that is in one year, she won three Kentucky Paget State titles, one of which was Miss Kentucky USA in 2009. So then she went on to compete in Miss USA and placed in the top five. Uh, she was the youngest contestant that year um, at Miss USA. After that, Maria attended a convention called AMTC Actors, Models and Talent for Christ, where she gained a contract with Ford Models. She continues to model, act and host events and TV shows full time. In the future, she plans to use her master's degree in speech-language pathology so she can make a difference in the lives of kids with disabilities. Some of her modeling and acting work includes Garnier for Tease, Remington Hair Products, Pantene, JCPenney's, Kohl's, uh, Tony Bowles, Jockey, Oil of Olay, Maybelline, you guys, the list goes on and on. She has been spotted on TV as a trophy model at the CMAs in various commercials, and she recently hosted the UK basketball games in Rupp Arena. She's also been in some country music videos with Josh Groban and Tim McGraw. And her most recent job that she uh, completed was hosting the Spirit of the Derby on Fox 56. So maybe some of you were able to see Maria on that show. Although she's lived in various cities, she still calls Kentucky home. Uh, she loves being a newlywed and spending time with her family. Uh, she's a member of Southland Christian Church. Here is my interview on personal branding and much more with Maria Montgomery Record. Well, hey, Maria, welcome to the show today. Uh, I'm really excited to have an old friend uh, on the show today. And we've stayed in touch through social media through the years. And, and that's why I wanted to have her on today. Um, as you all heard from Maria's um, introduction, she constantly lives and operates in this space of personal um, self-branding. Um, so really excited to, to learn from her today. Maria, uh, let's just let's get started here. Uh, how would you define personal branding and what do you what does that mean to you um, in your profession and then I'm sure you can really relate that to young professionals as a whole I mean how how do we think about this subject of personal branding um that's a good question personal branding is kind of it's it's such an abstract abstract excuse me um thing that a lot of people can't exactly envision or put their finger on but so to me it just is the aspect of focusing on you and what aspects that you can provide to a company, to a business, um, to the world, to, um, you know, social, even social media. There's so many different avenues it can be used for, but overall it goes back to you. And so instead of you being just a puzzle piece in a company, you focus more on all the great things that you have to offer. And then you learn to fine tune those and really focus them focus them down to really make them um, the best they can be. So you have an audience of young professionals that are listening to this podcast. So when it comes to personal branding, uh, what is the, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned um, so far in, um, in your line of work? Yeah. Um, this lesson is, is near and dear to my heart. It's something I like to share to a lot of people, but especially young girls. Um, it's that, I, I kind of learned this lesson the hard way. So 
I was competing at Miss USA, and um, the preliminary competition is the part that's not televised, and it is where every girl competes on stage and does interview, and every state, you know, gets her, her fair chance. And um, I had studied the previous Miss USA um, the year prior, Crystal, Crystal Stewart. I had studied her so much on YouTube, you know, how she walked, what she did, um, how she just carried herself overall, and I... I tried to become that in a sense. And although I think it's great to learn from people that are in positions that you strive to be in, I didn't realize I took it maybe a little too far because she was 27. Um, I was 19 at the time. Um, she was a businesswoman, had obviously graduated college. Um, she was very well off. She really is a fantastic role model. But we were at just different stages in our lives. And so I tried so hard to be her. And um, thankfully, my the director, the, the lady who's kind of your boss for the year, sat me down afterwards. And she was like, Maria, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. She's like, where, where is that girl next door, that bubbly, smiley, um, just approachable girl on stage? She said, where is that? She said, that's what got you this far. Because I was on stage trying to um, just... I was still smiling, but I was much more serious and I just wasn't super bubbly. Like, you know, I was the youngest contestant that year and I should have showed that through my walk and whatnot. And there's, as you know, ways you can do that on stage versus being kind of subdued. And um, once my director told me that that's what got you this far, it really just clicked in my head that it really is best to be yourself. Um, That's something that a lot of people say. And it seems almost cliche. If you're nervous, they'll just tell you, it's okay, just be yourself. Or if you're going for a new job, new position, an interview or whatnot, um, they'll say, just be yourself. And that's easier said than done for so many reasons. But it just really clicked that when you you are yourself, you are the most confident you can be. You are um, able to speak an interview better because you're just telling what you know. You're just being honest. Um, There's no pretending. There's no hiding. I had so many people tell me that I would do better if I had waited a few years because I was so young. I missed the teen division by a few months. So I just had that in my head and I was trying to be older. And um, thankfully, my director had that talk with me. So by the finals, I, which are the parts that were telecast, I clicked and um, was back to being myself. And I, I really attribute that to getting in the top five. And I think if I continue to be someone that I wasn't, that I wouldn't have won that year. And um, the lesson continues on because that year, a very bubbly girl next door won, you know, an all American, very friendly appearing girl on stage. So it just goes to show you that you don't need to be someone else, even if someone else is your role model or someone you're striving to be like, there's ways to do it in your own way. And that was a big kind of smack in the face, personal branding moment. And I, I have ran with that and held that near and dear to my heart since then. So good. Okay, so you said I try to. Um, the biggest advice is to you know be yourself True. and not lose sight of that. So practically speaking, in your line of work, how do you do that? How do you always keep who you are and where you're from and your values in the work that you do? Like, what are some of the practicals? Um, you know, that's not always easy. Um, I I work through various agencies through the country and. I can go to one and they'll tell me they love such and such about me. And then I'll go to another and they'll tell me that's the first thing they want to change about me. And then there's clients that I shoot for, companies that I shoot for that are the same way. Um, Everyone, you know, is a human and they're going to have different tastes. And so, um, again, it's just a 
reminding myself um, of honestly of that lesson that I learned um, at Miss USA, but also just remembering that when I am myself, I, I truly, I truly feel the best. And I think that goes with everyone. And that's not saying I'm perfect. I am so incredibly far from perfect. And I, each time I do a photo shoot or each time I um, shoot a commercial or this or that or public speaking, whatever, I really, I really continue to learn. And as I've gotten older, you know, things, um, you, you learn differently and things are changing. And maybe what used to work for me doesn't now or if I, or what now works didn't then. Um, so I think just continuing to have that open mind to learn and to reevaluate yourself and remember your goals. Don't get so infused with what everyone else is telling you they want you to be, but yet really just remind yourself of who you are and you'll be so much more comfortable and everything will work out as it should, you know, as God's plan is, if you are just yourself, I believe. So I think that one thing, um, that everybody that's listening is they're like, okay, so what does you know, we hear your your bio. And so the first thing is like, ooh, I wonder what a week in the life of Maria looks like. <laughs> so that's probably really hard because every week's yeah. different. But yeah. if you could kind of like walk us through what a week or a month or however you can frame it at best looks like for really? you. Um, you were exactly right. Each week is insanely different. Um, I usually find out my schedule at the earliest, honestly, probably Thursday or Friday. The week prior. So I don't have my schedule yet for next week, um, which is, you know, it's something you you can get used to. I've definitely gotten used to that. Um, but a lot of the jobs that I go to are requiring flights and hotels. And so it's not like it's a matter of driving to Lexington or Louisville or wherever. Um, it's, it's always a big trip. But again, once you're used to it, you're used to it. And I just, I can't really schedule much in advance between Monday and Friday. Um, as you know, even trying to schedule this podcast, (laughs) um, (laughs) but, um, so it's always different. So a lot of times I am shooting in Chicago, um, sometimes Milwaukee. Those are kind of places that a lot of people don't think a lot of clients are, but I shoot for jockey, um, there the, um, and let's see, I do another company called Elder Beerman, which is similar to Macy's in Milwaukee and Coles shoots in Milwaukee and, um, various commercials and whatnot. But then I also, from time to time, will go to, Atlanta or Miami, New York, LA, wherever. I mean, there's the most random places I have shot. Um, let's, I, one of my bigger jobs was, um, for Remington hair care or, um, the martini brand of champagne. And those are both, or let's see, the martini brand was shot in Minnesota and the other one was shot in Madison, Wisconsin. Remington was. And so it's just like, you don't, you don't ever ever know where these things are going to go, but, um, that kind of makes it fun. And it's, um, it's always an adventure. Um, you have to learn, you know, to not, not get lonely because sometimes I'll be gone for two weeks and sometimes I'll be gone for one day. And sometimes some weeks I'll be, you know, gone for three days. So it's just, it's always changing. And, um, I just have to kind of learn to roll with those punches, I guess. Yeah. I bet you, I bet you certainly miss your, your husband. You're a newlywed, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, he he's so great with it. He really is. Um, mm. And I, you know, I, I forget that sometimes because there are times that I just need to be home and to do laundry, to do, you know, normal things, <laughs> to, you know, <laughs> go to my optometrist or something, you know, whatever it may be. And, um, and he is so patient with it. Um, I'll never forget. This actually happens a lot. But just a few weeks ago, he was asking what days I'll be gone this week. 
Um, cause he, you know, has a nine to five. He's the stable one. We are definitely like type A, type B personalities, completely different. But, um, <laughs> he, he asked when I was leaving or when I was coming home. Um, and I felt bad because I'm always like, Oh, sorry, I'm gone again. You know, a lot of this week. And, um, he's like, no, it's okay. I was just trying to figure out what day to have the guys over for the game <laughs> to watch. The- <laughs> you know, games that you can watch. And I was like, Oh, okay, <laughs> great. But I love that because if he was. Yeah impatient and unable to, you know, take care of himself, entertain himself, it'd be a lot harder. So, um, he is really great with it. Okay. So you travel a lot. You're a traveling expert. I, I follow Maria on social media and your traveling posts always brighten my day. Either they're like really funny or they're really encouraging. Or sometimes it's like, I could tell you sometimes are like, I kind of want to grit my teeth because of this, (laughs) but I'm going to see the positive on this. So, okay. Tell all the young professionals out there that travel a lot, especially fly are some of those um, tips for young professionals then that you, so traveling expert tips? Traveling expert tips. I I have a lot. Um, Here lately, the theme of my life has been to be stuck in airports due to canceled flights. That's been happening more than usual lately. Um, The other day I traveled, um, I was supposed to go to Orlando. I got uh, booked on this job for Disney, one of their billboards. And I was so excited because I grew up loving Disney. And, um, I of course randomly had a connection in, um, Detroit because that makes sense going to, from Kentucky to Orlando. Of course. So I get to Detroit (laughs) anyways. And it's not just like that you get there and they tell you, Hey, it's canceled. They tell you in, you know, 30 minute increments, it's delayed 31 minutes. It's delayed 31 minutes. Then all of a sudden at 1 a.m. they tell you it's canceled. And so it's like, if they could just tell me from the get-go then, and if they knew, I know they don't always know, but if they knew from the get-go, you know, life would be so much easier. But I was so excited to go to Disney, but um, my call time the next day, is the day the time I had to be on set, was 5.30 in the morning. And so I was going to arrive about 2.30, be on set at 5.30, and it takes me sometimes a little bit to wind down after flying and traveling. I can't just walk in the room and hit the bed and go right to sleep, so... I knew there was going to be very little sleep. So anyways, long story short, the flight was canceled. Um, I had to fly back home the next day. All that for absolutely nothing. I had to, you know, get a hotel on my own. I had to pay for my own flight just to get back home. Um, And la-da-da-da-da-da. But the point is, the next week, they were so gracious to reschedule me because the guy model got stuck as well, um, which I was selfishly very grateful for. So we could all reschedule. And, um, anyways, it worked out because the next day or the next week I flew down the day before and I went to Disney all day long and played all by myself <laughs> and, you know, I, got I, love that. Early, so I was able to sleep. <laughs> and so anyways, so that was a probably long, irrelevant story. But my point is what makes those situations early, I mean, sorry, easy is having all airline apps. That sounds so simple, but if you have the app for each airline, typically they will notify you whenever there's been a cancellation and you can rebook yourself on the app um, through the notification for whatever the next flight is you want to get to your destination. Um, So if you don't do that, you have to wait in those crazy long lines, which I've done that before as well for the help desk and only to be told they can't do anything for me. And so um, the app is very, very important. Um, and I always travel with an eye mask and um, a small pillow. Um, you never know if you're like I 
also on, well, back up a little bit on the app, you can choose your seat. That's a big deal. A lot of people will actually oh, yeah. don't take advantage of that. Um, so I'm always trying to get the window seat to use that pillow to go to sleep. Um, <laughs> and, and, um, yeah, honestly, that is probably my biggest traveling tip is to get that app and TSA pre-check. I should get commission commission for telling people to do TSA pre-check. It's such a great thing. It's $80, but last five years, it's, if you travel at all, it's so great. So <laughs> you can zoom right through all those lines. I go through O'Hare airport a lot. So I love my pre-check line. So those are probably my biggest, my biggest tips for traveling. That's a good um, segue to a question I wanted to ask sure. you. So, you know, everybody thinks about the the life and the schedule of someone who, you know, quote, is a model and, oh, it meshes me all glamour right. and, you know, it's just so easy. And I, well, I don't know if I would say easy, but just glamorous. Right. And I'm Absolutely. sure that you can you're just very authentic, I feel like, in the way that you brand yourself online. And so what are some of those challenges that you think are signature to the the business that you're in? And how do you feel like uh, you face them? And, you know, obviously, I feel like you do a really good job of turning lemons into lemonade. And how do you turn those into, you know, those, those, um, I guess, positive moments? Um, so that, that's a really good question, because this industry is very tough. And I 100% realize how easy and glamorous it looks. And I'm I don't want to put a, a negative, you know, ma- mask on it because I realize that I I am blessed to get to do this, and I never thought that this could become a full time job. You know, there's no one else really. Uh, actually, I know one other girl in the whole state of Kentucky that does this for a living, and so I just it was so foreign to me, and much less to still live at home. I'm very much a family person, so I love to live in Kentucky and travel. Um, so I've I've tried to really. Um, look at it in a positive light, but it is very hard at the end of the day. Um, of course, as most, as most people would assume body image is huge. Um, that is why you're booked or that's why you didn't get the job. And the biggest piece of advice I can give to that is to just truly realize it's not you. And that is kind of contradicting to say, but it's true. And so it's just different companies are looking for different things. So if you do try to pursue this market, um, that's something to to remember. And, you know, there's, there's some clients I'll go to and that will tell me I'm too skinny. There's some clients I'll go to that are telling me I'm too curvy. So it's just you, that is truly goes back to my very first point of just having to learn to be yourself and pursue that to be what you want to be and the best version of that. Um, I do, like I said, also before I highly believe in continuing to watch yourself. I, you know, when I get the images back from photo shoots or from video shoots, I We'll always watch them and try to take note or I'll visit the websites that I'm shooting for and, and see my images. Then I can just learn better angles and this and that. But um, within all jobs, I think that is and it is so imperative just to have a good attitude. Um, and that's not just about your job. but That's while you're at the job. I know so many girls that are just dropped at gorgeous and truly are talented, but they're just not easy to work with. And therefore, they're not booked repetitively for these clients that, um, that I'll be, that I'll be at, or some other girls, like, you know, they, they find their niche, their small circle of people to continue to reuse. And, um, it's not always on the basis of looks, although that is important. Um, like you, like I said before, to match their brand, but it is also just a factor of everyone wants to go home happy at the end of the day. No one wants a long work day from working with a diva girl. 
and I have worked with several of those, but most of the time, (laughs) most of the time, the ones you see are the ones that are kind and gracious and easy to work with and try hard. And, you know, there's some jobs that are not glamorous very much at all. They're called, um, well, people refer to them as, as e-com. So it's e-commerce and I still enjoy it. I still have a fun time, but sometimes you'll do you know, a hundred different outfits in a day and it's front, back, side, video or um, various things. But if you have a good attitude, that makes that extremely long day go by quickly. And the photographer can feed off that. The hair and makeup artist can feed off that positiveness. Um, you know, the style, everyone can. Um, so the attitude is super important. Then there's other days that I'll fly in for one or two looks and get to fly right back out. But at the end of the day, they're going to remember your attitude. And that's in every field of work, I believe. Oh, that that is good. That's like the mic drop moment. Um, <laughs> I like it. Good. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's such a good reminder. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, that your attitude and your ability to work with people far outweighs some of the other things, especially in your, you know, in your field, it's so easy to be like, oh, well, these are the three things you have to have to be excellent. It's like, not necessarily. Not necessarily um, exactly. So I was going to ask you if you, um, if I, so if you're going to leave a set and you wanted like consistently every time you left a set and you wanted your people, like they get to only use one word to describe you when you left, mm. what one word would you want that to be? Huh, that's a good question. Um, honestly, I would say joyful. Um, because I, I have some girls that I work with that are energetic and that was one of the first words that came to my mind. But sometimes if you're shooting, you know, a ton of things a day, it's okay to have some silence. You know, some people don't know how to manage silence in a room. And so I think that's important as well with the energy. Energy is, is priceless. But, um, I think being joyful is, is good because there are times when the computer will crash. There are times when the camera just will not shoot for whatever reason, the flash doesn't work, the lights die. Um, and I think having that joyful attitude to um, to be optimistic through it all and to, as you said, when you leave the room, it was overall positive um, at the end of the day, that that is just honestly priceless because there's so much negativity in the world. And all those people that I'm, you know, a lot of those people that I come to are in the studio and they work in that studio. Um, so I just come in kind of almost like a freelance person. I'm considered self-employed. Um, so I, my agents will tell me where to go, but I'm kind of on my own. And so I'll show up and when I leave, they all have to stay there and they all have bosses to go back to and make sure that they're doing the right jobs and that they're being efficient with their time and their money. And so, um, as you said, it's not always the glamorous lifestyle people make it out to be. And so I think giving that joyful spin to it, because it can be like any other corporate world um, in some senses that joyful is just priceless because it makes everything positive. So a lot of people are listening and they're thinking, okay, Kirby's talking about these really cool traveling posts and reminders and keeping up with like the different work that you do. So for those that are listening and they want to connect with you, how do we do that? So if you can give those connection points, whether it's social media or a website, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Um, I I did have a website and it actually crashed right before my wedding. And I just, honest to goodness, wasn't, it was not a top priority at the moment when you're wedding planning. So I haven't built it yet. But my biggest platform is actually 
through Instagram. My agencies make us use it pretty much like a portfolio, which is good because the clients can now see that my personality instead of just my portfolio on their websites. Um, so my name on Instagram is Maria Montgomery R. Um, record is my new last name, but for work, I just keep it Maria Montgomery for several reasons. So Maria Montgomery R or on Twitter, it is, um, I think if you search my name is probably just Maria Montgomery is the easiest way, but it's Maria underscore M underscore R seven. So it's kind of complicated. I totally hey. like, I'll always get my phone out and be like, Hey, this is my friend. Yeah. She's modeling <laughs> well, this week you, in because- Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> that, that really means a lot to me because it, it can be tough. And I, when I, when they were first really encouraging us to use social media for work reasons so much more, I had a hard time with it because I have so many friends on social media that are not in this industry. And I just, I feel like it comes across very conceited because we always have to post ourselves, you know, makeup artists yes. can post various faces, photographers can post various faces, but models always have to promote themselves. And so it, it was tough, but I have since been told by numerous clients themselves, the companies that will book me, um, how important it is to have a social media presence or just to simply be able to see what you look like through your social media. So it is huge. And that's, again, something I would bring into social brand, or excuse me, personal branding for any other market too, because they are definitely looked at even for the corporate, corporate world. That's good. Okay. Practical tip there. Make sure you have an Instagram right. and you're building your professional portfolio through Instagram. And actually that brings me another tip. Um, with, with having your own brand, your own personal brand, um, it allows you to kind of seep into several different markets because you make yourself a brand opposed to a business. Um, so on my Instagram that we're referring to, I try to provide healthy recipes, um, and various health tips as well as my modeling, my acting or my hosting jobs. And I, I think having that combo effect reaches a wider avenue. And again, it all focuses on things that are important to me instead of just one thing. If it was all solely modeling photos, I think personally that would be super boring. So I, I tried to give it some variety to give someone something that they can benefit from it. And that's another social media tip that I've learned. Um, try to give them something that they can take away, that they want to come back for more. Um, but at the same time, learn to say no. And that's in life, not just social media, um, to any, like if someone, and I, I can be so bad at this. If they ask you to do a million things, it's okay to say no. When you say no, you allow yourself to say yes to something else because you truly can't do everything well. So pick your small avenues. Um, my main agency Ford models tells us to do four or five things which I think is kind of even more than necessary on your social media and focus on those avenues. And um, that way you let your personal branding shine through them because that really lets you fine tune those avenues. And again, gives yourself a brand instead of just being part of a business. Two questions. So the first one is a shout out. I think it's very important to um, really send our appreciation to other people. So what is a shout out um, or what shout out would you like to make personal or professional? Um, this is more personal and I hit on it earlier, but big shout out to my family, to my husband, um, for being so flexible with my job. Um, you know, I, it's very common for him to see me in a photo with a fake husband or for me to, um, you know, I'm that mom, that happy mom with the perfect stroller and the behaving baby, much less do you know that the, that the baby actually took like 
five hours to shoot and wouldn't stop crying the whole time. But, you know, it looks so perfect in the final image. And um, he is so great with my traveling and he's just so patient and he's so understanding. And so I truly appreciate that. And um, and also shout out to um, my mom and dad just for their support. My mom used to travel with me to every job. Um, it would make her nervous direct the thought of me driving to Chicago when I first started I once um, had to drive to Chicago and back, which is about six and a half hours from me, um, from where I was living, to just for a 10-minute casting. So I drove six and a half hours, had my audition, and then I drove right back. And um, that was one of the first drives without her. And it was so priceless having her at the beginning and to really just travel along with me and believe in me. And she put her stuff way behind mine. You know, always put me first. And so that is a big attribute to why I am. I'm here now. I totally attribute that to her. Um, so those are, I, I couldn't do it the same without those people. Okay. So next question for you, game changers. So this can be an experience, an item, a person, but what would you say has been a game changer for you? Gotcha. I actually have a few things. Um, yeah. One thing would be um, as simple as this sounds is QuickBooks, the app um, or the website or the um, subscription service, whatever you want to use it through, um, it is great. So like I said before, I am considered self-employed, which equals headache at tax time. So I um, I have to keep track of every penny I spend. Um, I have to pay for a lot of my flights and hotels, depending on which client it is. Um, some clients will pay more, but make you cover those, and some clients will pay less and cover them for you. But at the end of the year, I've got to keep track of it all. And so QuickBooks lets me um, categorize each transaction. And at the end of the year, I literally have one paper I can bring to my um, my accountant for taxes. And that is such a lifesaver. I just started doing that the past two years, and it's been a, a truly a game changer. Um, also, speaking of podcasts, I actually love me some podcasts. I started using them just this past year. And I have learned that I stay awake a lot better when I'm driving, when I'm listening to podcasts versus listening to music. Um, sometimes I drive long, long hours or very late at night if my flight has been delayed or whatnot. Um, so it's, um, they have really saved me and kind of keep me aware of what's going on in the world. Sometimes when I'm traveling, I will have very early call times and no time to turn on the news. And so that's super helpful. And, um, Lastly, my third thing would actually be going back to social media. And I have a love-hate relationship with social media because it is a job now, in a sense. Um, at least Instagram is. Um, but at the same time, I love it because you can get out your personal brand. You can show what you are wanting to focus on and what you have to offer. So I think it can be definitely used for good overall. That's so good. I also have a love-hate relationship with social media. Yeah. Um and I love how you mentioned to the, to that point, I love how you mentioned earlier being on a shoot and like how we'll see a picture and everything looks like it's perfect. But little did we know that if it was a picture with kids, they were oh, like yeah. not having it or and there's always uh, backup kids. That's another thing. There's always backup really? babies. So if one baby, <laughs> which has happened, is sick, um, I had oh, one that yeah. would not stop blowing snot bubbles in my lap. And it was <laughs> honestly the cutest thing. I know it sounds super gross, but I was just hoping the photographer would catch one of her huge snot bubbles in action. Um, but they never did. So they quickly brought in oh. they quickly brought in baby number two. And um, she was not sick, so she was happier. Um, but yeah, it that that's the 
sometimes I feel guilty for giving that persona to everyone. I kind of feed into that market of, of this industry, making everyone seem like this is perfection and you should strive to this. And if you buy this, you will, you know, have a perfect baby too. But that's just the way burning works for you. And everyone has bad days. I've definitely had those bad days too. So, um, I think at the end of the day, we just have to remember that everyone is very much still human. I love it. Hey, thank you so much for your your honesty, your authenticity. And we totally, I totally get this nature of just being joyful. And you could tell that you love your job, you love what you do. Um, and that just that comes through in the way that you talk about things. So thank you thank for you. sharing with us today on Sharpen, how to brand well, and also your traveling expert tips and um, just just being really real, um, for, for lack of better words, on, on you. what you do. Yeah, it was a blast. Thank you so much. So happy for you. So congratulations to you as well. Well, thanks, Maria. Thank you. We Kirby. will. You can connect with Maria. I'll have her um, connections on in show notes, and uh, that is all for our interview today. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Until next time. <laughs>